In this episode, I talk with Warren Johnson, the owner of Jono's Boxing Gym in Guildford. Warren has been a boxer for many years and a really good friend of mine. Warren goes into detail about his boxing history and his experience also as a secondary school teacher. For more information, please check out the links below and feel free to leave a comment or send me an email. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Tell me, uh, how long have you been training for? I guess as a, a young guy, um, I started boxing when I was about 16. My dad took me to, um, and, you know, I sort of trained for you know, several years. I sort of gave it away, sort of gave it away, or sort of um, stepped back from it. I you know, took another path in life. And when I was at Delaney College, I because um, my second year, there was a guy that asked me uh, if, if uh, I could teach him boxing. I goes, okay, that's fine. And uh, from there, I sort of um, got involved with my sister's gym, and um, and I sort of helped him, helped him you know, sort of. Uh, train um, some of the fighters, boxers, and, and and it's from there that I sort of uh, took it, took it to the next level. And you know, I, for a couple of years there, I sort of ran you know a boxing class. Yeah. About 2006, I came over with um, came over to uh, Craig Craig Haywood, uh, the combat zone, and we were over in number three. This is number five where we are now, and. We and I sort of ran ran the boxing there uh, for about something close to about ten years. Mm -hmm. About 2016, Craig says, "Look, this is this place here is uh, up for um, not option, mm -hmm. but uh, for lease." Mm -hmm. And and he said, "What do you think?" Well, and I goes, "Well, hey, sounds a good idea." Personally, I was hoping he was going to forget about it because I, I liked uh, number three. Yeah. And um, I go, shit, what are we going to do? Because um, twice, the, twice the space, you know, um, twice the rent. But people just came. Like, I thought I prayed to God. I go, God, help me. And, and people just came. Mm -hmm. And from then, it's, you know, it's just grown and grown. Um, you know, sort of level by level, use the word exponentially. But um, yeah, so all, all up, you know, certainly, certainly um, a part of my life, I guess, you know, I've been involved in um, the different elements of, of boxing. So why boxing? Why not, for example, wrestling or karate? What was it that kept you in boxing? Okay, I'll probably answer that question. I, when I was about 12, I, I did karate mm -hmm. and um, with a couple of mates of mine, Basil Gura, who was a, a great fan. Um, he was um, he and I and a couple of other Macca was another guy in, in McDonald's. Uh, we went down to a place in Broadmeadow in Newcastle, and we did karate there for about a year and a half. I, in hindsight, I wish I would have kept it up, um, but for whatever reason, as a young guy, I think I was about 13, 12, 13, You know, I sort of um, I left it and um, basically didn't. Um, Get it, well, wasn't involved in sport. I, when I left school, I thought to myself, I said to my dad, I said, look, I want to do boxing. And, and I guess to answer your question, uh, why? Um, the grandfather, the grandfather and his brother, you know, they were boxers in an age where I guess everyone boxed. Mm. And he used to talk about it and tell me stories and that. 
about when he was a young guy. And um, I, I, you know, I guess on, a, on another level, I found it a change. I found it a change, you know, because I guess um, um, football, we have got 12 other um, ways to sort of help you out. Boxing, it's a, it's a different type of a, a different type of a challenge, both physically and mentally. You're on your own in the brain. Yeah, literally, yeah. literally. You can't call on your dad or your mum. Would you say it's a, a physical challenge or a mental challenge? It's both, really. You know, I think um, primarily or fundamentally, it's a, um, it's a mental challenge because you know you've got to push through physical barriers, which requires um, a degree of mental strength and a degree of mental toughness. Where do you think that mental toughness comes from? It, it's like if you want to frame it around the world, um, another question, um, where do you get resiliency from? Mm. I, I think it's a bit of something you're born with. It's an innate quality, and, and yet it's something you also learn. Um, you know, I look at my parents, uh, particularly dad, mm. uh, my grandfather, you know, they had a, a sense or a, a degree of toughness about them. Mm. Um, you know, they stick at something, um, they wouldn't give up. Um, and I also think it's something to learn from the environment. You know, I think of some of the guys that I'm not familiar with, Basil Dura being one of them, uh, Reggie Jarvis, another guy, uh, Wayne Wizard Lawrence. And, um, you know, they're guys I trained with them, um, up in Newcastle. And, and from that, I, you know, you, I think when you interact with people, you, you know, you, you take a part of their spirit rubs off on them. Mm. You know, those guys sort of lifted me and hopefully I lifted them to, to another level in terms of mental strength or physical toughness. Do you feel that boxing, in a sense, is different from any other type of combat sport because of that? Or would you say that boxing is different because it offers students something else? I think all martial arts, because it's... Um, whether it's karate or judo, Filipinoistic uh, fighting, taekwondo, there's that, there's that element where it's just a one-on-one combat situation. Um, and, I, and I think right across there, you know, those martial arts and those fighting, those fighting arts, you know, we, you know, we sort of all cross the, um, we, we all meet each other across the ring. Mm. And in that sense, I think, you know, we're, we're all the same. Mm. Boxing, of course, you know, um, you, know you can only use, use your hands, um, whereas, you know, with karate, you've got hands and feet, mm. and uh, I guess other disciplines are like elbows and knees, etc. Yeah. What would you say your highlight of your boxing career has been? training, um, I can't sort of narrow it down to one specific event. Um, it's, a, I guess, a combination of uh, events or experiences, uh, the training of the guys here, you know, day in and day out, you know, the interaction with um, the guys, Gary Gary Reynolds being a good example. Gary's been with me from from day, this literally, literally from day one. Uh, you know, you've got other trainers here. Um, Zach, uh, Jack Edwards, uh, Jose, of course. You know, he's, 
was uh, quite a popular trainer. Um, and those guys, going back a little bit, Jack Hardman was, you know, he was a, he was a really important part of this team, you know, with a good number of fights under us and his guys. The other thing I, I, I've, I've drawn a lot of um, benefit from is um, knowledge from is being a judge and a referee. And, um, and I think the longer you're in, whether training or judging or refereeing, you know, you'll, you'll never stop them. never stop them. And um, I think of a guy that who was uh, probably not in the sport at the moment, Steve Roy. Uh, Steve is a wonderful guy. And, you know, he taught me so many lessons about uh, being a good, hopefully a good judge, a good referee and, and a good person. The stuff that I still carry with me today and try to, um, if you know, to say, um, bring to, I guess, um, when I'm in the, when I'm judging, refing or um, situations outside of the room. Do you feel that with boxing or maybe any other type of martial art you've had experience with, that if a person comes to learn, they can be a good seed and stay good? Or do you feel that, for example, if someone comes along and they're not quite a good character, that it actually brings out the worst in them? It's a good question. I haven't experienced that. Mm. I, I think it, it gets back to the coach. It okay. gets back to the coach. You know, excuse the French, you're a dickhead. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, you're going to have dickhead fighters. Um, and the goal, you know, a guy called John Davis basically said, said that same thing. You know, if you're a good guy, you know, good, good people are attracted to you. Mm. If you're a bit of an edgy type of character, and I've had people like that come into the gym, um, you know, they realise after a while, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a place for them where, where they can build upon their strengths and, you know, sort of challenge some of their weak, challenge their weaknesses. All they I say to them, I say to people, I guess, you know, if um, you're a good person, um, you know, this is hopefully a place for you where you can become not just a good person, but, you know, a better, a better, uh, a better boxing fighter. If you're not, we're not going to feed your ego. We're not going to feed your ego. And, and, and that's the bottom line. You were, and those people work it out pretty quickly and, um, you know, they'll, they'll do a walk. Give you an example. There was one time there, there was a guy who'd come, this is several years ago, and um, he got out of prison. And I could tell him, you know, you get, they had that sort of set, it sort of had a, that sort of hard chip on their shoulders. Chip on their shoulders. There was, uh, there, there's, a, there's an attitude. You just sort of pick it up pretty quickly. And I thought, this guy's been inside. And, and I didn't like his attitude. And I was going to ask him to leave. And I, interesting, I, I prayed about it. And somehow, Maybe through prayer or his interaction here uh, amongst the guys, um, I got to know him a bit better. He, you know, I, I, he started to open up. He, um, he, he was a reasonably good guy. I could, you know, he told me he made some mistakes. He was um, committed to, you know, he was married. He was a kid, and he wanted to try and make a, a better go at life because he realised, you know, being in jail wasn't the best place for him. So yeah, that's it. That's a sort. Uh, you prayed about it. 
have you found that your faith has helped your boxing, or rather your boxing has helped your faith? Both, I think, in some ways. I guess um, it's not something that I get up here and I start preaching to people, because I, I don't really think this is, this is probably the place to do it. Uh, people want to have a sort of one-on-one conversation, that's fine. And some guys I know here are very strong in their faith, and, and others aren't, you know, and I think, and you know, you've got to, um, you know, I've got to sort of, uh, I'm aware of that. I think if you're going to preach the gospel, just use examples of Francis, you, you do it through your words, you know, your good words and your actions. Uh, going back, I think hopefully faith gives you a, a perspective to look at the guys and the girls who come into um, the gym uh, through a different lens and to see life you know, through, um, through a different lens as well. And on reflection on has boxing help my faith? Um, that's a good question. It's a good question and something I'd probably have to you know, give a lot more thought to. But if it's helped me to be to see people in a better light, to be a little bit more disciplined and focused, maybe to fast a little bit more, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. You know, that's, uh, you know, there are some, some, um, some ways that's you know, benefit or help my faith grow. How about with the guys and girls that you teach, do you find that people who consider themselves to be religious or faithful would tend to perform better? Would you, would you say that? No, not necessarily. I, I think it, it's, um, it's an aspect there that can help them you know, to um, achieve or perform, perform at a, um, uh, you know, it sort of adds another dimension to their um, athleticism or their training. Um, but I think it gets down to that internal quality called, um, and I guess a lot of resiliency, and um, that not every, I think not everyone that comes in, you know, everyone comes into this gym with, um, I guess, a, a box of skills. And some guys are very, very skilled. Some girls are very skilled. And I think unless they've got that, that mental attitude, uh, a strong mental attitude says, I'm going to keep on working at it, working at it, working at my craft. You know, there's only so far these guys can get. There's guys, people who come here with, you know, if you like to say, half a toolbox. But sometimes, you know, just through their um, strength of character, they've, you know, they've they've been able to achieve a lot more than someone who has come in here literally with, you know, um, skills or abilities, you know, just popping out of their ears. But they haven't got that, you know, they, they haven't worked on their, um, their craft. And there's a lot of people like that. A lot of them that I sort of come across throughout the years. So hopefully that's an answer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Would you say that in your time in boxing there's been a moment that you could say, This is this is what I've worked for, this is what I've wanted to see, this is what I've wanted to produce. Is there a moment that you could be really proud of and say Thank God I stuck it out this far because what I've just witnessed now is what I've worked for this whole time. Specifically, um, no. I, I, you know, if, if anything, I could just say, you know, look at this gym. Look at this gym. There's, there's three, three, three of us involved in this. Uh, Master Craig Haywood, who does the Filipinos fighting jiu-jitsu. 
master um, Chris Barnes, who does the Taekwondo and the grappling, and of course myself, who does the, the boxing. Now, this is a, if you like to say, a, a product of our hard work. And I, you know, and I, and I look at this and I go, well, this is something I'm proud of. This is something that, as a young guy, I could not have even dreamed of. I, I didn't even have it in me, if you like to say, the uh, radar of my uh, or imagination of my my um, of my dreams. It's uh, all of what we've got here. Um, you know, that's for, for me. That's um, what is a dream come true, um, and uh, you know, a testament to you know, the sort of hard work that you know I've put in. And, Guys, here. It's just, I'll say it's just not me. I've got my name out of the front, you know, John O's Boxing Gym, but it, it's a combination, it's a team of guys. You know, as I said, Gary, Zach, Jose, of course, uh, Jack Edwards, and all the, and I guess all the other guys and, and the girls that have, you know, been part of this um, ongoing collaboration, ongoing um, exercise in developing hopefully good fighters, boxers. Smart boxes and, um, and and better people. During the day, uh, your other love, of course, is teaching. Yep. Now, uh, many teachers that I've spoken to have all told me the same thing, which is it's not an easy job. How do you find the soft skills that you've learned here in boxing have helped you in your profession being teaching? Good question. Um, I remember Steve Ryan said to me once, he goes, your attitude, if you're angry, people pick, pick up on that. If you're, if you like to say calm and measuring responses, people respond to that as well. And I think I, what I've learned here, and as I said through Steve and that, you know, I've, I've tried to apply it to, um, to my teaching in terms of, you know, managing some difficult characters in the classroom and trying to understand as, as best as I could. I don't get it right all the time, no one does. Sometimes you lose your career with some kids. Um, you wish you probably looking back in hindsight, you would have, could have done it a better way. Mm. I think when I initially started teaching many, many, many years ago, I used to yell, sort of yell at the top of my voice, and I'm thinking, hey, that ain't a, that, that ain't a smart strategy. It might get them quiet for a little while, but after a while, you know, you're just um, getting yourself stressed out. So, you know, I guess through um, experience and uh, age, I've acquired some wisdom. Do you feel you've mellowed out? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, age, age sort of does that too. You know, I'm not a, not a, someone says, you, would you like to be young again? And I guess, no. I don't want to be 21, 22, 23, 24 again. There's no way. You know, I'm not going to go back and, you know, you know, uh, tell you sometimes what a maybe a naughty boy I was. Yeah. I'm not going to go down that trap. But uh, you know, thank God, you know, I'm 61 now. I, I'm I'm happy being where I am now. You know, mentally, spiritually, you know, physically, I'll never be what I was when I was 22, 24. You know, I'll never be that super fit. But um, just in terms of um, mentally and spiritually, you know, I'm in a much better place. So how does that translate into you working with students? For example, if you were to have a new person walk through the door and say, why should I train here? What would you tell them? 
what's something that you can give them that no one else can give them? What I, I, I'd say to guys, you know, I says, guys, you know, um, I, I don't set myself up as better than other people. Um, and, and, you know, that's part of my character. Um, well, I also don't probably over, underplay myself. I don't overplay myself. Maybe some people say I underplay myself. But um, I, I say, guys, you know, this is a good place for you. If you want to learn a bit about boxing, um, you know, developing, become a better boxer, this might be a good place for you. And I go through, you know, I tell them exactly what we do on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday in terms of strength and conditioning, skill development, sparring, pad work and all that. Um, tell them about, you know, the, the team we've got here. Um, and, you know, and I say, come down, try us out. See where that's fit for you. If it is good and fine, God bless you. If it isn't good and fine, God bless you too. <laughs> so, have any, has anyone come to you to say, Warren, I'm really scared of throwing a punch and I'm really scared of getting hit? And if they have, what have you told them? Um, that, that, that's come at me, you know, in a number of ways. But, you know, parents have come, you know, says, you know, we don't want our son or daughter, you know, to be um, in, the, in the line of fire. And I goes, that's fine. I understand that. I goes, um, because um, there's, in, in terms of sparring, particularly open sparring, there's only a couple of guys here who are skilled enough to do it. Most of the guys, most of the people aren't. And, you know, we take him through a... Uh, a process of skill development where, you know, you do a lot of um, practice sparring um, in terms of movement with your feet, blocking, throwing punches at a, at a level which is probably 40-50% before you can sort of up that ante. And it might take people, it might take people a year, two, three years. And if there's someone, someone, if someone is... Um, would like to spar and and particularly young but what I usually do I put them in with the older guys who are as opposed to a younger guy because sometimes these younger guys start sort of hitting each other and the next thing you know all hell breaks loose but what I, I get them with the older guys more mature and know how to handle these um, sort of you know the younger guys um, power and aggression and um, and also say to the mums and dads I guess what they are going to wear do you think that parents specifically who come out and say, I want my son or daughter to learn boxing, mm. but I don't want them to get hit and naive? Because from what I know about yeah. any type of <clears throat> combat sport, martial art, martial discipline, whatever it may be, if you've already started with the thought in your head that you don't want to get hit. You're, you might as well forget any anything you want to do in I, terms of training because yeah. it's a part of life. It, it is. Yeah. We got to take hits physically or otherwise. Huh? That's so right. We got to develop some type of skills, whether it's physical skills or mental skills. You know, to sort of um, uh, deflect or block. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say they would. I'd, I'd say they would. And I, I guess. And it certainly hits the, you know, hits the head, you know, that's one thing. But I think, you know, people can take, you know, 
reasonable bits to the body without there being, um, uh, you know, sort of some type of injury, depending upon who the person is on the other side hitting too. Do you think that there's a, a way to get over that, even for those who are really adamant that they believe they won't get hit? I'd probably go back to my own experience and go, well, you know, it's, it's just a, when I first started boxing, you know, it wasn't necessarily a good experience boxing because it threw me in the ring. Uh, the guy threw me in the ring and I got the Jesus beat me out of me there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this is no way to teach you know, young guys, you know, because I didn't know how to put my hands up, how to block, how to move them. And, uh, and I had left and when I came back, I thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to try and master this situation. But I go answering your question, um, I I think through perseverance and just staying, staying, if you like to say, in the ring, in the ring, you know, to realise, yeah, you know, um, the longer I'm here, the longer I'm here, you know, I've developed skills and abilities to, uh, I guess, to take, to take the shots and, you know, um, um, and also deflect, move away, that's kind of the shots as well. So over the years with the number of students that you've taught, have you found that some have come back to you and say, Warren, thanks to you, I was able to handle this situation at work a little bit better? Well, Warren, thanks to you and your training methods, I was able to handle this situation at home better. Do you find that those soft skills are are there and that because of them being here and throwing the punches at these bags, they're able to handle confrontation or obstacles a lot better than those, for example, who've never even put a pair of gloves on? It's a help. I think it's a a good help. if anything, it's called stress relief. Um, there's been instances there where, where people, even recent times, people have come back and uh, said, thank you, thank you. You know, this is, uh, Oxen's given me an avenue to um, uh, work through some of my issues, some of my frustrations, and if need be, to, to walk away from uh, situations where I, it, it, could have led to a, it could have led to you know serious consequences. Mm. I'm not going to mention that at all. <laughs> have you felt that your time in boxing has been? Um, have you felt that it's been something you've done to the fullest of your abilities, or have you felt that personally you've got room for lots more development? And if so, where would that development take you? There's always room for improvement and um, I, I said to the guys, he says, the longer you're in boxing, the more you realise there's so much, so much more to learn. In terms of, I guess, future development, um, you know, I'd like to see a number of these guys, you know, get involved in competition, amateur competition, maybe some professional competition somewhere down the track. Um, and I, and I think there's two guys here at the moment, Zach and Aaron, who are going through a process of learning to become uh, judges, boxing judges, and hopefully referees. And I'd like to see a couple more guys do that as well. So, so the gym offers a pathway for you know guys who want to get involved in competition, as well as guys who like to officiate, or both, or both. And I guess you've got also that that those people in between are just going to be just for fitness, uh, develop their confidence, um, maybe a bit of stress relief.
people hit the decimals. Is there a Warren Johnson way of doing boxing? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm, if you know, I, I'm, a, I'm quite a technical guy. You know, in terms of you know, this is the way you stand. This is the way you throw punches. And you know, when I see, I'll give you a good example. Um, George Fashion, who had come to the gym uh, for quite a while, and um, and I remember him telling his brother. In fact, his brother told me the story. He says, one, one, one night I was, I was sleeping, all of a sudden I heard George go, bang, 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 bang. And he goes, George, what are you doing? He goes, John has said my jab shit. So anyway, look, long story short, George ended up having, you know, probably the best chat in the, uh, best chat in the gym. But um, going back, yeah, I, I think if, if, if it means to be technically really good, you know, maybe, maybe I'll sort of put my mind to that. But I think all the guys here, like Gary in particular, Jose and, you know, the other trainers, you know, we're all adding, we're all adding to, if you like to say, the development of the of the guys and the girls here in terms of becoming better boxers and course, better people as well. And uh, no one person, myself included, has the whole gamut of skills. I don't. I need other people. And uh, hopefully they can do it So you feel that really the development of boxing is always going to rest on the younger generation? Yes, yeah, a bit like the church, I guess, yeah. I'd like to say that, yeah. You know, that's that's where the next, if you like to say, um, um, learning or the great trainers and the, um, the fighters are going to come from, yeah. For sure, for sure. If you could go forward hundred years and look at this place, what would you want it to look like? What would the type of people be that are here? Would they be the same type of people? Would they be people that are here for different reasons perhaps? It's going to be interesting to see what Australia's like in hundred years. I, I would imagine, you know, to be just like it is now, you know, just a mixture of people from all over the world, people who come here for all different types of reasons, whether, you know, confidence, or um, a lack of confidence, skill development, they want to be boxers stepping inside the ring. Um, in terms of physical space, um, I think we've spoken about that before, maybe a newer type of gym, maybe a bigger type of gym, maybe that's maybe that's Mark III for the, uh, the combat zone. Um, but in a hundred years from now, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the um, the environment, if you like to say, um, of a of a boxing gym will look like. Do you feel that boxing is increasing or declining in popularity? Probably increasing. Probably it is increasing. Certainly in some countries it isn't. I say here it is. You know, through um, given the the interest in um, even people, you know, sort of just. You know, doing exercise and exercise in the uh, in the parks or at the gyms. Coming here, you know, as an example, like on Monday, you know, we were twenty eight guys. Here. Great, it was our best opening um, uh, day for the year, right? So you know, it's it's um, it, that's a that's a good indication, as well as I guess the people. You know, when the really big fights happen, people come out of the woodwork and watch them. You know, there's something special, you know, 
two guys um, at, at an elite level, particularly particularly if they're heavyweight or middleweights, you know, which are the premium divisions. And those guys fight, everyone's watching. And I think maybe, too, you know, um, why people get so emotionally involved in it is because you know, they see the part of themselves in these guys as well. So you feel that these uh, elite level fighters are really the beckons for people, or the beacons for people to want to join in? Well, I think that that's part of it. I think that's part of it, like Muhammad Ali, or, um, you know, he's uh, Roy Jones. And so that someone asked Roy Jones, he says, who's the greatest boxer fighter you've ever seen? He goes, Muhammad Ali, both in the ring and outside the ring. Because you know what, he, he impacted, you know, he, he changed so many things inside the ring, but outside the ring, you know, his, um, his impact on so many issues and levels of um, levels of society, which you know, something we can't measure. You know, he was bigger than boxing. Do you think that was him, or do you think that was him because of boxing? I think he used boxing as a vehicle, and um, and then I think um, these other things started to come on. You know, and he, he started to realise that perhaps you know he's he's more than boxing. And um, those things he used, you know, I guess he used the uh, boxing as that vehicle to, to bring a lot of these issues, issues to more so to public attention that what might, that what may well have been. If he would have just said, "Hey, I'm just a boxer. I'm just going to box," and that's it. And I think all those um, decisions he made, and all those people he met, and all those influences in life, you know. Created, created this one person called Muhammad Ali, quite an extraordinary, quite an extraordinary human being. I, I said to someone, I think he's he's a once in a hundred year individual. I don't think we'll see the like of him. Do you think that if someone like Muhammad Ali can do something, they should do something? Yeah, of course, of course, to make a difference, and that's hard sometimes. That's hard. I'll get, uh, talk about my faith. One of the uh, teachers at work, um, she said, every year I have a, a sacred year. And, um, and I've taken a bit of that, um, if you like to say, that tradition on. And I think, and I said to Natalie, your name's Natalie, and, um, I, and I said, um, I don't know, last year was a guy called uh, St. Giuseppe Viscati. He made a, a difference in the lives of so many people. This year, it's a, a man called Blessed Franz Jagastata. Jagastata. If he can do that, he was this guy. Mm. Correct, yeah. Maybe you read up on him. But, you know, he was a guy that stood up and said no. No to him. And, of course, that no meant that, you know, and, and, you know he, was, uh, he was executed. In fact, he was killed to him. But he's a guy that, you know, stood up and said no. You know, he had a moral character and a, and a moral strength. I thought, geez, I wish I could have a, a, just a little bit of that. So go back to the question about Muhammad Ali. I think we should stand up and, you know, it's particularly for what's right in the world as opposed to what's wrong. I've been of the opinion of late that moral character or rather tenacity 
comes from learning how to get hit, learning how to deal with getting punched in the face, yeah. learning how to cop a body shot. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, to a degree, yeah. It's yeah. not the only way for sure, yeah, but yeah. I think that for a, a group of people mm. that can have that affinity with combat sports or martial arts or self-defense, really, for them, it's the way that they learn how to deal with problems. And I think that learning how to take a setback, being a hit, punch, mm -hmm. or a kick, will actually teach someone how to move forward. I, I think so. I, I think so for certain for certain people. You know, it'll, it'll develop if you like to say that. You know, they'll transfer that into a you know a life situation experience. You don't take too many hits, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think put them in that situation, um, and you know it'll it, it'll it'll sort of um, if you like to say uh, reapply or you know, they can ap applicate that to um, uh, um, uh, perhaps a work situation or a relationship situation mm. that's where they're being bullied. You know, they're just in that themselves. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Being a, a teacher, no doubt you would hear lots of instances where kids would get bullied at school. Um, you've also got the benefit of another perspective being a boxing trainer. Do you find that in your total experience as a teacher and a boxing trainer, you've been able to look at the schoolyard and say, the schoolyard has now become more violent than what it was, or it's now become more tame than what it was? It's always, I think it's, it's always been the same to a degree. I remember when I was at, um, at school in um, Newcastle, Royal Mail High, there were fights breaking out. Sometimes the teachers didn't know, and uh, and I'm sure it's the same for me. Um, there's times there where, you know, there's there's hardly any fights. And sometimes, you know, over a couple of weeks or whatever, there's some of this people, you know, pushing and barging and that type of stuff. Um, so I don't really think it's changed. Just like human beings probably haven't changed over the last couple of thousand years. Mm. So Warren, tell me if money wasn't a problem and if time wasn't an issue, how would you use your skills to change the world? I try, I try and change into, I, I think that the bigger picture of the world um, is daunting for anyone, myself included. Um, I, I do it just on a personal basis, and um, and for me, how to change people, individual people, I think that is perhaps the way forward, um, and there they can change other people. Um, and for me, obviously as a school teacher, that's one avenue, as a boxing trainer, um, here is another avenue, hopefully, to hopefully for those through education and through boxing uh, training and that, you know, the people become better people, confident people. Um, I guess develop that what I would call that ability to be empathetic and also resilience. I get punched in the face, you know, okay. Okay, I copped, I copped it. 
promises I'm going to learn from that, maybe keep your hands up next time, or, you know, um, learn to dodge it. Um, and just sometimes, you know, getting hit, getting hit if you like to say, copying pain is part of life. And this is a lesson you learn there. Listen to Don't buy a deal, give up, keep on walking. Do you feel that men today, as opposed to 10 years ago and 20 years ago, behave differently in situations where it's a pressure situation or there's an obstacle in front of them or there's some sort of setback? Yes, I can only speak for myself. Um, um, and I think it's just an individual thing. I, I don't know that you could sort of put, um, you know, it's got greater, lesser, you know, given time. I think one thing for guys these days, as opposed to my, say, my father's generation, um, you know, if something was getting tough, um, you know, they they buried it deep down there, you know, to their detriment. Um, and I think these days, you know, there's those, in terms of mental, physical, emotional health, there's those avenues there for people, for people to, um, to probably better articulate or, or um, talk about you know, their issues and their problems. But does that answer the question? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you. I want to say another thing too. I yeah. think the other thing in terms of a bit of a game changer for, for what I should say for boxing is the number of women who are becoming involved in boxing now. Because um, I think the, if you have an example, the uh, Australian team, you know, the, the women are going better than the guys. Yeah. So, so that's opened up another, if you like to say, a, a river um, of people that are, or another group of people, um, half the population is planning to be involved boxing. So, yeah. Right. And I'll, I'll probably close to, um, I'd like to say, um, because she might be watching this. Um, I love you, darling. I wouldn't be here if, if, if it wasn't without you. So, I'll blow her a kiss. Probably cut that one out. <laughs> anyway, mate. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Conqueror's Forge Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit www.conquerorsforge.com.